0: Well hello and welcome to the CSF March monthly podcast. We've uploaded three papers this month to the CSF website, but today I'm going to highlight two of these for your particular attention. Now the first paper is an analysis of the RA Beacon study. This assessed the influence of patient characteristics and prior biologic DMARD use in response to baricitinib therapy. And the lead author here is Mark Genovese, professor of rheumatology over in Stanford University Medical Center in California. So remember that RA-Beacon was a 24 week randomized double blind placebo controlled clinical trial of baricitinib in patients with moderate to severe rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, Patients in RA-Beacon had inadequate responses to more than or equal to one TNF inhibitor and had received conventional DMR therapy. And they were randomized to receive two or four milligrams baricitinib or placebo for 24 weeks. Now this particular analysis has looked at the influence of prior factors on likelihood of response, demographics and clinical characteristics, for example, age, weight, and geographical region, and also the number of prior TNF or indeed non-TNF inhibitor biologics received. The key uh, outcomes, well, efficacy was assessed by ACR20 response and or low disease activity measured by CDI less than or equal to 10. Remember, this was a post talk evaluation and these were measured at baseline week 12 and week 24. A logistic regression model was used to detect significant interactions between treatment and subgroups. So what are the key results? Well, first of all, thinking about patient demographic and clinical subgroups, there were no significant interactions noted for baricitinib 2 or 4 milligrams versus placebo at either week 12 or week 24 when we looked at ACR20 response and CDI for age, weight, seropositivity or corticosteroid use. However, there were interactions noted when ACR20 response was examined by region, there was a larger treatment effect for Europe. There was a CDI effect by disease duration with a larger treatment effect observed for patients with more than or equal to 10 years. So what about previous biologic DMARD exposure? Well, there were no significant interactions noted at week 12 or week 24 for ACR20 20 responses between baricitinib two or four milligrams versus placebo based on their number of prior biologic DMARDs. TNF inhibitors or non-TNF inhibitors or even for a specific prior TNF inhibitor. With respect to the CDI less than or equal to 10 between baricitinib 4 mg and placebo based on specific prior TNF inhibitors used or number of prior non-TNF inhibitors and for CDI less than or equal to 10 between baricitinib 2 mg and placebo across all subgroups. Now, higher response rates were noted for varied 2 and 4 milligrams compared with placebo when patients were uh, considered with respect to their biologic DMR prior to randomization. And this was regardless of which TNF inhibitor or non-TNF inhibitor was used most recently before study enrollment. So what are the implications well a, a beneficial treatment effect of baricitinib to two or four milligrams compared with placebo was observed across subgroups and this seems to be irrespective of the number or the nature of prior biologic DMARs used generally there's a, a consistent treatment effect observed across strata with no terribly obvious qualitative interaction either at week 12 or week 24. these data could potentially increase the clinical treatment options for patients who are TNF inadequate responders. Now, the second paper we've uploaded this month that I wanted to bring to your attention is a post-hoc analysis that's evaluated the effect of continuing or discontinuing methotrexate or glucocorticoids in patients with RA receiving tofacitinib. And the lead author here is Roy Fleischman from uh, Texas. Now this post-hoc analysis pooled data from two multicenter open label long-term extension studies oral sequel and study A3921041. It was the first analysis to evaluate the effects of discontinuation or initiation of concomitant treatment of either methotrexate or glucocorticoids. Now we're all aware these are common background therapeutics. We're also very aware that we do tend to manipulate them in clinical practice. In this particular evaluation, patients were given tofacitinib 5 or 10 milligrams twice daily. Patients receiving methotrexate or glucocorticoids at baseline discontinued this treatment during the three year period. That was the essence of the analysis. And patients who did not receive methotrexate or glucocorticoids at baseline initiated this treatment during the three period, uh, three-year period, again, this being part of the essence of the analysis. Now the endpoints reported here, Well, there's a, a CDI score, patients were either classed as in remission with low disease activity or were incomplete responders. For patients who initiated treatment with methotrexate or glucocorticoids during the long term extension studies, CDI score and RA disease activity parameters were measured, including, for example, tender and swollen joint count and patient and physician global assessments. Now, assessments were at baseline or the last post baseline visit prior to initiation of methotrexate or glucocorticoids and at year three. Now, the key results here. around 70% of patients who discontinued or continued methotrexate were in either CDI remission or low disease activity after three years. Most patients maintained their CDI responses at three months to three years, regardless of methotrexate discontinuation. In patients who initiated methotrexate, CDI remission or low disease activity was achieved in 31% of patients at the last post baseline visit, and in 50% of patients after initiation at year three. Sixty-six percent, seventy-two percent respectively of patients who discontinued or continued glucocorticoids respectively were in either CI remission or low disease activity after three years. And again, most patients maintained their CDI responses at three months to three years, regardless of glucocorticoid discontinuation. In those patients who initiated steroids, 50% just over 50% of patients achieved CDI remission or low disease activity at the last post baseline visit, and 55% of patients after initiation at year three. Um, improvements in RA disease parameters were observed in patients receiving tofacitinib who initiated methotrexate, but really only modest improvements were observed for patients who initiated glucocorticoids. So what are the key implications for practice here? Well, well patients achieving CDI remission or low disease activity with tofacitinib could potentially discontinue methotrexate or glucocorticoids and maintain the treatment response. And patients who have an initial improvement with tofacitinib-based therapy, but remain CDI incomplete responders, that is they have a CRI greater than 10, may benefit from the addition of another agent and we might expect some kind of response to occur. Now, just a quick note that we've added one other paper here, it's an evaluation of the safety of tofacitinib in post-marketing during the first three years following the first market authorisation. And this work comes from Stan Cohen and his colleagues at the Metroplex Clinical Research Centre in Dallas. Now please don't forget that all of the content I've discussed in this podcast is available to you in more detailed slide format with abstract publication uh, uh, as a summary and that's available at sidekindsignaling.com. and please subscribe to the podcast channel and let us know what you think. Thanks very much indeed for your attention, I hope this helps you in your clinic.